Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. Hello, fluent fam. Hello, language learners. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and I'm here with Lindsay ooh, ooh, from Milton Keynes and also lindsaydeslanguages.com. And on this show, we talk about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. Hello, Lindsay. Hey, fun fact, you know you just called me Lindsay, ooh, ooh. Yes. So when we got married and changed your name and stuff, we were like, maybe we should combine our names. <laughs> and Williams and Dow, we, were, we always joke that we're technically deep in our hearts, we're Mr. and Mrs. Wow. <laughs> so you were quite close with that, with Lindsay, ooh, ooh. It's kind of... Lindsay, wow. <laughs> it's a good name, right? That is imagine, a good name. Imagine as well, like a primary school teacher called Mr. Wow. How cool would that be? <laughs> oh, because you because Ashley is a is a primary school teacher. Yeah, Mr. Wow, Mr. Wow, I need a wee, Mr. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think you should change your name. I do have one friend who she and her husband got married and they changed their name completely. Oh, to like, like a whole different wild thing. card. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's pretty cool. I have not, none of this stuff ever occurred to me. I was just like, I'm I'm kind of glad that and now I have a last name that people can spell. Yeah. That's it. That's that's pretty much like, it's great. Now <laughs> I just have to spell Kirsten all the time and no longer have to spell hammers to people. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the, the National Archives at the weekend and in the National Archives, you can do a lot of like family history research. And Ooh. I couldn't find any, I couldn't find anything about Hammers, you know, like my last name, my um, unmarried last name. But then I searched the alien arrival section and I could find sort of people who came from Germany before who had this last name who became British. Alien arrival. It's like, called alien arrivals. And, as in like an immigrant. Yes. Yeah. Like foreigners. I thought when you said that, I was like, why do they have a section about the film Arrival? About like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, that is very forward thinking for an archive. Crikey. That's okay. true. I'm with yeah. you now. Or, no, no. It's not, about, it's not about actual aliens. Although I also spent a lot of time reading the section on UFOs. Fun. New of all sightings. So, uh, yes, listeners, let's let's get to the language life. Lingy, 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 Lingy. Wow, that's Lindsay, my name. <laughs> what's been going on in your life, language-wise, recently? Language-wise, recently, I learned Bulgarian, and that this was a secret, right? Yes, technically. Although it didn't have to be, I discovered like halfway through. So basically, my mum and stepdad turned 60 and to celebrate, we wanted to take them away for a weekend. We planned this ages ago and we just picked the like a flight to somewhere that none of us had ever been before. And um, 
And my mum said, oh, I'll book the car park for you. I was like, okay, cool. I painstakingly sent her like a screen grab of like the flight details, like mm-hmm. and crossed out like the destination. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but not the flight number because she needed the flight number to book the car. Yes. Not really thinking that that would like the car company would then be like, boom, this is your flight. You're going to Sofia in Bulgaria, oh. which is exactly what happened. So she'd known <laughs> for months and had kept it a secret from me, um, even though she already knew where she was going your mom is super sweet so it was it was kind of adorable but then that meant that when I started it was still a secret in my mind from her so I couldn't like tell anyone publicly because she kind of you know follows what I do on the internet um not in a creepy way and uh and then I found out that she knew so I was like oh well <laughs> I can I can finally share but it's really hard learn a language and see because you want to like ask people like oh wait, how does this work? Are you mm-hmm. learning this language? Do you know what this is? And you want to be like, wait a minute, I've just learned that this is the word for this in this language, but you can't do any of that. So I don't recommend it. No, Bulgarian. It's, I mean... <laughs> oh, sorry, no, I recommend Bulgarian. <laughs> oh, you recommend Bulgarian. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, don't recommend, recommend learning a language in secret. No, I mean, no, it's, hard. You know, it's already lonely enough sometimes to learn a language. And then if you can't even tell anybody about it, that's rubbish. Right, right. Yeah. But mm. it was, it was very, very fun. And I was very pleasantly surprised with my progress in such a short space of time. Have you learned a language before with a Cyrillic script or um, a language with Slavic vocab? Okay, so not to a high level, but I had been to a lot of countries in that part of the world. Mm. So like I'd always learned bits for travel. Like this is all, this is, you can see on my YouTube channel, all of these bits where we've been. So like um, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Slovenia, Croatia, Croatia last Macedonia, Serbia, Poland. And every time I've always learned just, you know, enough for travel, but then they're kind of a little bit same but different, right? So in my head, I had this like Slavese, I kept calling it, of like <laughs> this mashup of this nonsense Slavic language that doesn't exist, but is just made up of these bits of words that I knew. And so that really, really helped because then that combined with the fact that actually a lot of vocab in Bulgarian and possibly in a lot of other Slavic languages, I don't know, was surprisingly similar. So I'd be chatting to my tutor and then be like, uh, imam, uh, problemi? <laughs> and she'd go, oh yeah, da, da, da. Like, because that's the word, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, it was it was good on that front. A, a nice surprise. How's Bulgarian pronunciation? I've done Russian in the past and Russian has got this thing where if the O, if it says a letter that looks like an O, but it's not stressed and you say ah and things like that, and you don't really know unless you know, yeah, it's, it's it's not too bad. It's pretty reasonable once you learn Cyrillic. And then All there's right. a couple of things like um, the word for hour and then like time. So then when it means a clock, it's the emphasis is on the, I always, I, I can never remember quite which way around, but it's like chasa or chasa. Mm. So one is hours and one is a clock, right? Yeah. And the emphasis is slightly different. So little bits like that. Um, but at the you know, the stage I was learning for like going to visit for like five days, I wasn't too worried about stuff like that. This already you saying that makes me think, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that word from Russian. Ha ha ha. And it, yeah. it, it is so true. Like learning within a family or learning a new, like meeting a new member of the family, you mm. can still see the similarities. How cool. 
And yeah, yeah. you said you learned with a tutor. Did you? How did you? How did you go about Bulgarian? Bulgarian so, attack. One month attack. <laughs> attack. Boo -boo. Um, so the Italki language challenge happened in October. Oh yes, which yeah. I found out like I think it was as I was doing the clear the list, and I was like, oh, okay, this is good timing. I'm gonna do it. Me too. So I just you know, dove right in. And I only had about three weeks because actually we were going to be in Bulgaria for the last week, right? So I planned it all in advance as much as possible. Um, and I had like half an hour lesson in most mornings, Monday to Friday, and then half an hour in the afternoon most days, Monday to Friday. Um, sometimes it would be an hour in the afternoon and sometimes I'd double up the lesson in the morning. And so, yeah, that kind of worked really, really well. Like my working day was like sandwiched by these half an hour lessons as much as possible. And then I managed to rack up to the 20 hours in the three weeks. So I was quite chuffed with that. I was well jealous of everybody who managed to get to the 20 hours because I joined the language challenge and already I knew I'm going to America. I, you know, because I spent about half my, I feel like I spent half of my October traveling. Uh, so I knew it was going to be tricky. I thought, okay, 12, maybe we'll go for the 12. And mm. it, had it been 12 lessons, I would have, I think I would have been quite uh, on track. I didn't quite hit the 12 lessons, but by the end I was like, oh, just get more and more. And I found it difficult to bring new teachers in. Um, but I actually mm. only hit about six point whatever hours, but nine lessons um, because I kept booking half hour lessons. So I was nowhere near as disciplined as you, but I had my first ever BSL class. Which how did that go? Oh my god, I love it. I love it. Sort all yeah. the other languages. <laughs> it was I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed yeah. it. And yeah. it's something I want to do more of. And uh went through got got through I think two or three different Chinese tutors. And that was really helpful because mm. it helped me work out the style of tutor that I want at this stage. And I tried this thing that I heard Scott Young, who I had on the podcast, but he was also on actual fluency. And in actual fluency, he mentioned that he had this approach when he had, when he did this whole no English, no English thing, where he would message the tutors beforehand and say, all right, I'm going to not speak any English and I'm going to just Google translate this stuff. So that this, it's almost like the Benny Lewis sort of quite, uh, you know, quite in your face, not in your face, but a quite full on approach, you know, like you're really putting yourself mm. out there. And I thought, oh well, with Chinese, why don't I try that? And I said to the I said to the tutor, sent him a message before and saying, basically, my Chinese is not up to a conversation at all. But I'm going to be here and I'm going to have Google Translate on. I'm just going to type everything into Google Translate that I want to say, and I'm just going to read you out bad Chinese. Yeah. Um, and I figured, okay, well, I'm paying you to to just deal with that then. Yeah, like a heads up of like, please be patient with me. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But it was so much fun. I was so surprised. Like, I really enjoyed that style of a style of doing stuff. Mm. I think when you know that you've told the tutor, yeah, in advance. You, you don't feel as guilty. Whereas if sometimes if, you know, if you're with a tutor and you haven't kind of expressed that in advance and then they're saying they suddenly switch to English and go, what is it that you want to say? And you're like, Ugh. yeah, well, now I have to explain it in English and you don't want to. But, you know, they've asked you and they're trying to be helpful. They're trying to speed things along. So you end up having to go for it. But if if you know that you've told them then it does take that pressure off, doesn't it? And and it's going to be easier for them as well from a teaching perspective because they're not feeling like, oh, they're wasting their time with me. I want to give them a, a good lesson's worth. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they were all really enjoying it. And yeah, I, I went yeah. for community tutors, so not the ones who, because I felt before I had a Chinese tutor where I felt like she was like, she was here to do, you know, to do a good job, but a good job by her meant running through a textbook. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Like, I yeah. just, I really just want to throw spaghetti at the wall here. So I went for the community tutors where I figured, you know, like they don't, you know maybe they don't they don't have as much of a fixed idea perhaps of what a lesson is as sometimes the other like a professional tutor who's been trained to deliver a lesson like this with a lesson plan whereas I was like no I just want to come up and just practice because I already do so much structured Chinese stuff outside of the lessons Mm. so so it was just it actually filled a gap really nicely and made me feel like I was able to bring in quite a bit of functioning because like by the end of by the end of a few classes I was like okay I'm saying stuff I'm saying stuff that I actually want to say rather than you know like I like noodles so like the dog is brown yeah exactly I just yeah. felt like this was really liberating because I was able to actually say the kind of things I want to say that I am absolutely incapable of saying, but then I can reverse, like reverse engineer them because I have a Chinese sentence there and I know I've said it to somebody. Um, and then later I would write it down, you know, it was sort of then, okay, this is approved. This is actually works. Hmm. And then I was able to write it down and go, okay, I can actually figure out what all of these bits are. So it was kind of, it was, it was a really interesting way of going about Chinese, I don't think it'll make me, I don't think it's made me like any quicker at it, but it's allowed me, it allowed me to access classes in a way that I wouldn't have been able to access classes with the level I'm at, at all. That's cool. And especially with Chinese, which seems to me to feel like, it just feels like it takes a million thousand years to learn. Which I think is true. I've actually, you say that I've been working on this this week. I'm working on a blog post for the new year where I am estimating as best as possible the time and money that I've spent on each language that I've learned and how good I feel that I am in each of those languages now Mm. and it's really interesting long story short time investment is worth much more than money and time investment is a lot bigger for quote-unquote more difficult languages so like Mandarin Japanese Korean for me yes much even though, you know, I've invested, I think it was as many hours in um, something like Guarani than uh, as like Japanese or Korean. I think they were about on a par maybe. I can't remember. But but basically the progress was further along than it was for Japanese and Korean, even though the time was roughly the same. And that was really interesting. So, yeah. But I'll be finishing that up in the new year. So Yes, I feel like... I mean, kind of a full and very thorough analysis. You heard it here first. <laughs> this is this is big, big stuff. Good stuff, really. <laughs> I definitely feel like, compared to Welsh, for example, compared even to Russian, Chinese mm. is glacial paced. And this actually, it, 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 as I was putting this together, I was thinking. I feel like, and I've said this to you before. I feel like there's this kind of group of what I call all or nothing languages, mm-hmm. where. And I mean that in two senses, in the sense that you have to give all or give nothing and you get all or you get nothing. Like there are some languages that it almost feels like you're not, obviously you are allowed, but it feels like you're not allowed to half-ass. You're not allowed to learn to like a kind of beginner level. It's like, boom, I'm going to be a pro or I'm not going to touch you with a barge pole. And I feel like Mandarin, Chinese, 
Japanese, Korean, Russian, Arabic all kind of fall into that category for me at least. Mm. And uh, I know we've spoken about this before, where it feels like everyone that learns those languages, it's very intense. It's very and intense. And you see it from the outside and you feel like, whoa, I just don't know if I have that passion for that language. Maybe I shouldn't even learn how to say hello, which is a shame. So I hope that that will kind of change. Yeah. And Chinese for me, it was really, you know, the way I started, it was really a double and I'm still, I still feel like a dabbler. So that yeah. certainly affects my level. Um, something I've been doing, so just, uh, I'm, I'm going to segue nicely into, into our sponsor message before we get to top tools. Uh, but something I have been doing in Chinese is to just watch and even, I tell you this, even watching Chinese spoken, I don't know. I think I'm, I've got a theory, which is I've, Chinese is so, Chinese has got all these words, right? But they're all made up of little words. So everything is actually a syllable. It's like syllable, 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 syllable. And you're just learning syllable because it's the Lego. characters, right? It's Lego. But it is Lego, but it's kind of like, it's more like a daisy chain, like where everything's sort of linked together. But where I'm really comfortable is languages like German and Welsh does this too, that just whack everything together and make really long words. I like uh -huh. that. I like a long word. I like the longer the words, the better. Uh, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, I'm down. But in Chinese, it's like syllable, 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 syllable. Ah, syllable, 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 syllable. But also with tones. And it's, so it's, it's really, it's been, for me, the comprehension of Chinese has been quite difficult. So I want to definitely talk about Yabla, uh, sponsor message people, but also just want to say like the thing I have enjoyed about Yabla that has made Chinese even like marginally accessible when they're actually talking, because even in my Ataki classes, I'm like, I've no idea what you just said. I've no idea what you just said. I just can't, like, I don't understand why this is so hard to comprehend for me. Like listening comprehension, I'm really lagging behind. And the thing that Yabla does is it lets you slow stuff down and loop it. And I have found the slowing and the looping together has been has been the way for me to actually understand anything at all. Mm. Because That's I can't cool. I just haven't I've really struggled to to understand it. So if listeners, if if you haven't heard about Yabla before, Yabla is the sponsor for the Fluent Show and in this current sponsor run. So thank you so much to them for sponsoring and supporting our show. Yabla is a video database, quite a lot of, and, and what they do is they work with existing videos, the kind of stuff that you would watch anyway. So they don't, you know, they don't necessarily make learner content that is you know, like the dog is brown, the dog is purple. You know, they don't like do YouTube that style, so much. YouTube style videos. YouTube style videos. Actually, they take a lot of videos from YouTube. Um, and then the way yeah. that their engine works is it like it's like as if you added a layer of language learning better for YouTube. So instead of any kind of you get fairly accurate transcripts. So the new Yabla version, which is accept, uh, which is uh, available for everything except Chinese, the new Yabla actually has transcripts. So you can click even straight to a specific sentence in the in the text. Because I was watching a Spanish video this morning, yeah, and that was working really really well. You get the subtitles in two languages, and then there's this what they call custom playback, which basically means you can loop a single sentence and just watch it again and again oh. on a loop and you can slow it down then and you get the subtitles in two languages and you can obviously switch each language off if you want every word that you click in the subtitle can go into a database 
and then you can use them for flashcards if you're into that kind of thing. You can use them for like a dictation game and different language learning and comprehension games. Nice. It's it's really like it it really does it really does a lot. So it's got all these tools and it is conversational videos. So I was kind of I had a little peek at the German stuff this morning, and there's videos from Deutsche Welle and very current stuff. So there's a video about thirty years since the wall fell, which is you know this month. Yeah, it was the other day, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it was Saturday, the 9th of November, yeah. thirty years since the since the Berlin Wall com- came down. I'm I'm so looking forward to being in Berlin in in just a few weeks at the German retreat. That'll be really good. Mm. And um, yeah, but you know, this is a it's like a living database. So there's stuff being added all the time. It's not too stale. It's not like a textbook. And yeah, t- together with that, and then there's a few TV shows there. So authentic shows. <laughs> I was watching a very dramatic thing about. Um, a Chinese family where the kids have to look after themselves because the mom died and the dad is really busy and has to go to work all the time. Aww. Oh no, heartbreaking. Still didn't understand any of it. <laughs> so me slowing it down was just the way and I'm watching one sentence so, so many times, so many times because he said, how like good girl to the to the little girl. And did I hear the newer anywhere? No, no. Mm-hmm. I You know, without slowing it down, I can't hear it. So that is, it's it's really the only way I think I could, I can get through at this point a video in this target language that is, I think we, we're both sort of admitting and saying like it's East Asian languages are, there's a, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a mountain, there's a mountain to be climbed. Mm. Yes. Cool. Mm. So listeners, just to let you know, Yabla is available in Spanish, English, Italian, French, German, and Chinese. And if you want to try it, you get a free month and everybody gets a free month at yabla.com slash fluent show. Thank you so much again to Yabla for supporting and sponsoring the fluent show, making it possible. Woo. Now you can say boop, 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 boop. <laughs> now it's now time to move on to top tools. Lindsay, are you ready for Top Tools, the last episode of Top Tools for 2019? Yes, I'm ready. Yeah, we've been doing this since 2016. I was looking back the other day, so it's been years and years of Top Tools. Listeners, just in case you've never encountered Top Tools before, here is what happens. Lindsay brings three Top Tools suggestions into the ring, and they're usually quite techie. Like normally we look for techie solutions or ingenious solutions to common language learning problems or just ways to make language learning a little bit easier in your and our everyday life. So we'll bring these to the table. Lindsay's got three suggestions. I've got three suggestions at the end of the show. We rank them and select our top three. And because we've been doing this for a while, just a reminder to you as well, we don't include the really, what we would consider the the really, really really obvious ones. I know I brought Omniglot recently um, and even that got a raised eyebrow from Lindsay. So that was kind of a, (laughs) what's this doing here? People know about this. Um, But so Duolingo, Memrise, Google Translate, italki, um, and even even our sponsor Yabla, um, maybe they were a top tool at some point. But um, generally, when 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 someone sponsored the show or something like that, that's that's not top tools because you guys know about them already. And also, we're not going to include like Twitter. Have you heard of Twitter? Have you heard of TikTok? So 
that's it's like giving you a list of the best coffee shops in town yeah and including that hipster place with the exposed beams <laughs> but not including starbucks that is that's what we're bringing a very good a very good analogy exactly so this is where you hear about the coffee places that that you know we have tried we have tested and it are sort of yeah <laughs> speak, speak easy white. coffee <laughs> that's right um but not your not your starbucks so if duolingo is um is starbucks we're here for i don't know roasters coven co at the end or an ltd at the end that's right it's got like a rubber stamp on the little brown bag of coffee oh but it's such good see you see the coffee is so good so sometimes (laughs) sometimes you want to sometimes you want a starbucks and sometimes you you want to pause recording you need to go get a coffee is that (laughs) i can only apologize okay Okay, Lindsay, by the way, I ha- I made myself a little list and I wanted to ask, do you know out of past out of past top tools, are there any that you're still using regularly that you can remember or sort of what are you what are you using at the moment? Do you know, I I saw this in the notes. I because I was learning Bulgarian in such a short time, mm-hmm. I was sticking to really really what I know works for me. So I was using Memorize, teach yourself book, I talk you, all of the stuff that is like classic, big obvious stuff, your Starbucks, right? Yeah. Stuff that I know is working for me. But I would need to see a full list to give you a full answer. But I am, I do use um, the BBC Sounds app to listen to Music Planet Road Trip on my lunch walks when I walk around at lunchtime. Music Planet Road Trip, which was mentioned. Which I mentioned. And it's not, I thought it was just a little podcast. On BBC Sounds, there's the whole show, like a 90 minute show, Mm -hmm. which is like bigger and better and meatier. And oh, it's lovely. It's very relaxing. That's cool. So so the, the podcast version is the longer one? The podcast version is just Music Planet Road Trip. That's like a segment of the bigger show that mm-hmm. I've discovered exists. Um, and the bigger show is on BBC Sounds, on the app, BBC Sounds. Shout out from me as well to BBC Sounds, because for a long, long time, I was using TuneIn Radio in the mornings now and then to listen to BBC Radio Cymru. And I found that TuneIn's, TuneIn's connection on the internet to Radio Cymru tends to be a bit laggy. So I've recently started using BBC Sounds and that's been really great because in BBC Sounds I can access, I can I, I more easily select and find different shows. So there's now, and there's a Welsh podcast called Charred Sex where they talk about, you know, like sex and the role sex plays in our current lives. So it's a very sort of young, modern show. Um, and that's in Welsh. In that's Welsh. Cool. Yeah, Charred, Charred Sex it's called. Sex that's spelled nice S-E-C-S. <laughs> S-E-C. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's nice about um, the Music Planet Road Trip on there is they give you the track list. So mm-hmm. I can very easily go into Spotify and find all of these songs. and Make just, yourself like, a playlist. Binge and make a massive playlist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's fun. That's really, really cool. That's yeah. really cool. And you can also like, there's a program as well called Lisa Guillem Covluino, which is uh-huh. um, new music in Welsh. So it's the same. I, it's got this massive, massive playlist and it's, it's a wow. music show. But it would be on on like Tuesdays at 10 or something, like not when I'm going to listen to Welsh radio. So this way you can catch up with the shows. Nice. Yeah, shout out to TuneIn Radio and BBC Sounds. BBC Sounds has never been a top tool, but TuneIn has, and they're both radio apps. I'm also still using Inside Timer very regularly. It's the meditation mm-hmm. app I mentioned, and I'm all about the lingo deal with, with Chinese. 
Cool. I've been trying to test out of the same test for three months. <laughs> <laughs> keep on keeping on. I know, I'll get about three quarters through. But now it's time for Top Tools Autumn and Winter 2019. Let's go. Lindsay, do you want me to start? Go for it. Okay. So I have got, I've got two actually Chrome extensions in my list this time. So Chrome, if you are not using it, I, I was asking during my Patreon call last week and um, everybody said that they do use Chrome. So I felt very comfortable bringing these to you. If you used a Chrome browser, Lindsay, have you, have you ever heard of an extension called Flipword? I have not. Oh, it's, it's so cool. It's very, very cool. Flipword is, I'm going to try and describe this, uh, and maybe I'll put in the blog article that goes with this, I'm going to put a, sh a screenshot. Imagine you are reading your sort of average um, reading on, on the internet. Uh -huh. So I don't know, you're reading lindsaydoeslanguages.com or you're reading fluentlanguage.co.uk or perhaps you're just reading The Guardian or whatever. Uh, or maybe you're on Twitter. Imagine... Suddenly, in the text, magical, magical characters appear that are not in this original text. They are Chinese mm. characters. And oh. they are replacing the English characters. So it's like your brain is becoming ever so slightly more Chinesey. Uh, like the t-shirts that say, C'est maman, when you think, on de long, at the same temps. That kind of thing. Yeah, no, yeah, kind right? of, kind okay, of. Okay. <laughs> so it's just so so. Imagine you've got you're, you're browsing the web. You're normally you're browsing the web like like everyday sort of browsing the web, and even without you having to do anything, what this extension does, it replaces certain words, and you can set it to beginner, intermediate, and advanced. So my my Chinese one is set to beginner, of course. Um, it replaces words like my or we or good or really or something like that, replaces them with the Chinese character. So then if you hover your mouse over it, you can kind of look at it and you can go, oh, okay, from the context, I think that means we, or, oh, I'm looking at the characters and I'm like, oh, no, I know that one, that means we. So you can ho then hover your mouse over it. It's going to tell you what it actually is. It's going to give you some points because <laughs> you've done that. And uh, the more you do that, and then what it also does also is... Um, you can record and type the word in, in for the Chinese one. You can type it in pinyin or in um, in Chinese characters, uh -huh. and then it also flags you up a YouTube video which will contain that word. <laughs> now, at my level, the words like we, I, so there's lots and lots of different ones. But it's a really good way of getting into my into my Mando Pop a little bit more. Uh, so because because it, it finds a lot of Mando music video. Pop, is that the name? Yeah, Mandarin Mandarin Pop. Oh. You know, like K-pop, J-pop, Mando Pop. Apparently, I never knew. I always I was assumed it was C-pop. It's Mando, Mando pop, pop, I believe. Cool. I don't know what Cantonese pop is called. Maybe Canto Pop. Who knows? Mm. So <laughs> someone's going to know. Listeners, uh, if you know, let us know. Hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. Just email Canto Pop or not Canto Pop. C-pop. Anyway, <laughs> so you get a YouTube video as well. So it is like, and then as you do this for a while, sometimes instead of the Chinese character, a blank might pop up. So then you have to guess what's going to go into that gap. And then sometimes you even have to type it in. Ooh. Yeah. This sounds really good. I'm going to like definitely give this a go. 
it's really quite intriguing and but i've really really enjoyed it and it is a chrome extension and something i also wanted to mention is the website is flipword.co but on the website it says ios and android are coming soon so they're working on on more of this It's obviously working and currently mm. it's available in it says i love this it says spanish german french italian japanese chinese korean british british Classic. british <laughs> Imagine you're like, you're reading an American text and then suddenly it says cup of tea or something. Color with a U. Color with a U. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know what, maybe it, maybe it does do that. But yeah, so, so it's available in lots of languages as well. And that is Flipword. And I've been using it for a while. You can also tell it, like, I only want you to work on this specific website. So if it starts annoying oh, okay. you, if you're reading something else, you can say, I only want you to work on um, guardian.com or whatever. Oh, yeah, this is fun. I'm definitely going to try this. Mm, so that is that was my first suggestion, flip word. Flip word. I like it. I mm. like it. <laughs> it's really cool. What you got? Okay, my first one. Yeah. I'm going to lift it up. And I'm going to do a little sound bite, ASMR style. Can you hear that? Is, is it a zip? No, it's is a it... big book. <gasps> oh, it's a big book. <laughs> It's a big book. And okay. it's called the Indo-European Cognate Dictionary. Ooh. Right? Now, I asked for this for my birthday, and uh, I've been having a little glance through it, and it's very, very cool. I feel like I'm not currently using it to its full potential, but it's something that I'm working on. So basically what it is, is it has 32 languages, 40,000 words, in 430 cognate clusters for easy comparison and learning. Cognate right? clusters? Cognate clusters. Isn't that a beautiful? I love the word cluster. Cognate cluster. cluster. I mean, I, you and I are some of the very rare people, perhaps, that, that ask for a dictionary for our birthday. So let's just let's just take a second to appreciate that. She wanted that oh. for her birthday. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, okay, so let, tell me about the cognate I want cluster. It. I got it. Just like Ariana Grande, she's asking for a hair <laughs> dictionary, please. Um... So, for example, it's got this one here that says um, wed. Now, I'm not reading them right because they're in like a kind of weird, um, what's the word? Um, kind of like a weird IPA thing with numbers that look like chemical symbols. I'll send you a picture. So, it says little asterisk, then it says W-E-D and a little dash, right? Wed. Then it says underneath water. So, then it's got a few words and then it says Germanic. So, in English, the word wash, water and wet come from this. In Old English, I've got a few words there. Frisian, Dutch, so like wassen, water, or, and then in German, waschen, wasser. And then it's given me um, Celtic, Italic, Hellenic, so that's Greek, Slavic. So even in Slavic, like the word voda in Russian, and then Woda or Woda in Polish, Czech, Slovak, Macedonian, um, in Baltic languages as well, and Albanian, and Indo, hang on, Indo-Iranian as well. So Sanskrit, where it says Udan. And it, so it tells you like how they've all come from this one little kind of sound, this little cognate. Sort of proto. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. That is amazing. So, so if I wanted to, um, if I'm thinking the, let's think, um, the German word Wissen, right? The, um, wissen. Wissen. What do I look up then? So. Do I have to, does it tell me like German? Let me go German? to the German section. Yeah. So at the back, it's got like a dictionary of words. 
So if you want German, let me just oh, do a little okay. search. Oh, I'm so down with this. This is amazing. Oh, no, it is. A, yeah, it's a huge book. Bear with me. I think the Germanic comes first. Oh, here we go. So that's what I was showing you. That's the bulk of it. That's the Proto-Indo-European roots, right? Mm -hmm. So then it's got a word index. So you want the German word, what, sorry? Wissen. Okay. Which Spell is related as far as I know to the English like wit, you know, like it does in intelligence. Okay, let me find German. It's a big book. <laughs> okay, German. So W... W-I-S-S-E-N. W-I-S-S-E-N. Here we go. So, yeah. So, I've got Wiss, Wiss, Wissen, and then Wissen with a capital. And it says it comes from the stem star W-E-Y-D. So, if I go to the main bit. <gasps> oh, this is good. And see I if want I can one for my birthday. W. Okay. It's going to take me ages to find it on its own because I'm not fully used to using the book yet. But... If I did find it, it would then list, <laughs> like I just gave you the example, mm -hmm. it would then list like all of the words that that's connected to. Mm -hmm. So then you can kind of, hang on, let me see if the, ah, here we go, here we go. Okay, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Yeah. So, listen, and that's going to be W, what did I say to you? W-E-Y-D, W-E-Y-D. W -E Y D Wade, to see Wade. to see to find to know. Yeah, right? it's to know. And it, that's so cool. Yeah. So I so I go to page eighty in the book. Page eighty, and page eighty says, so W E Y D to see to find to know. It gives me all these different variations. Then it says Germanic in English. So in English, the words that are connected to wissen in German mm -hmm. would be um, wit, wheat, which is as is archaic. White, wise, wizard, wisdom, um, guide, and guy. <gasps> no right? way. Right? <laughs> then there's some Frisian and some Dutch connections. If we then go to, let's pick one at random, uh, Welsh. Yeah. So in Welsh, the word, and I'm going to attempt it. Gubod? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. G-W-Y-B-O-D. Yeah. Gubod. And Gvus. What? Okay. All connected all of from this that is brilliant. same Proto-Indo-European route. Um, if you then look to Spanish, and you would think, well, there's no connection between Spanish and German. Yeah, the, the words to see, to find, to know from that same stem, it's given me ver, evidencia, prever, provir, providencia, rever, visibilidad, visión, viso, aviso, visivar, dum dum dum, it goes on, right? That's actually a really big page. That was a good example. Wow. Yeah. You don't you don't think necessarily that like vi vision and vision is connected until you actually think about it and then you go oh yes of course and that's what I love about cognates because once you know yeah. them like it's like you can't unknow them yes exactly and that's why I love this book that's why I wanted this book because like when you kind of I'm 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 forever when I'm learning a new language coming across a word and going oh wait is that connected to that so this book is like the answer to all of those questions ah oh, brilliant yeah. so listeners that is going straight in the show notes as well and that is called the Indo-European Cognate Dictionary Cognate correct Dictionary yes brilliant and is that all written by one person it can't possibly yes. be Fiona McPherson PhD wow 
and PhD, yeah. well-deserved, well-deserved, well wow, wow, go Fiona, love it, yeah. love it, thank you so much for sharing that, that's really cool. You're very welcome. I, you ready for your next one? Yes, yes. I am coming up with my third one, which is the... Second one. It's an, Oh, the second one, sorry. Another, <laughs> our third one, my second one, is another extension. Maybe not quite as adventurous, but it just works. And sometimes you just want a thing that just works, you know? And this is called Quiz Clip. Clip with a K. So Quiz, K-L-I-P. And it's a Chrome extension similar to Readlang that lets you click on words in your target language. And obviously it'll show you then what the word means. Puts it in this really handy little um, sort of repository of words that you have looked up, which then you can export and put into Quizlet or Anki. Okay. Yeah. So it's like it's like a kind of middleman to save you time. Yes, yeah. And it just it's one of those where it's like this just works. Like it, it I feel like technically it works really well and it has Welsh. This is I think why I've been using it more and bringing it more because it has Welsh and not many necessarily uh, extensions have that. So it's got a very large uh, directory of stuff and it's a really fun little um it's a really fun little what do you call it? Icon, because it's this little pair of scissors. But yeah, all it does. And then you can um, you can say, okay, I want to like show all the words. And then it lets you show the words uh, Welsh to English or English to Welsh or whatever your target and source language may be. And let me just play around with this. If I wanted to switch this to, for example, say, um, what languages do I, do I even know? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Deutsch. There you go. I know Deutsch. So if I wanted to switch it to that, what it then does is it lets me go from it lets me go from Welsh to German, for example. So it's also mm. a good one to add another layer of languages. But yeah, it's just it's just one of those that just I really like because pretty much does what it says, works very simply. It's a translator and sort of vocab list app that lets you click on any word that you're reading. And it's another, just like Flipword, it's, it just hooks into the way that you're using the web already rather than you having to learn languages in a whole new different way. It sounds like as well both of them would work really well together to use both of these together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can kind of read stuff, check it out with Flipword and then add it to make sure you actually then learn it using yeah. this. And Flipword is um Flipword is when you're looking at the web in English and then it throws in your target language. Whereas mm. what QuizClip does is if you're looking at the web in your target language, it makes it more accessible to you. Mm-hmm. Nice. But both of them I've found I've been using them a lot and they're both really, really good. Both my probably my favorite Chrome extensions that I've seen for learning languages. Quiz clip, this one is. Quiz clip. Yeah. That was a lot easier to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Excellent. So that was my number two, really. Check and done. Are you ready for my number two? Oh, yes. Okay, I'm going to ASMR it again, see if you can hear it. Mm. I made it a little bit more noisy. I was going to say. Right? Yes. So it's another non-digital one. Yeah, another paper-based. for me, right? Paper-based. Now, this is something that I bought in Korea. So when I was in Korea, I knew that I was going to be learning Bulgarian. I thought, I've got these six weeks. I'm just going to go for it, see what I can do. And I wanted, the, oh, my Korea... And I think Japan as well is the same. So full of just adorable stationery. 
Like, I'm not really a sucker for stationery. Like, I just feel like, well, yeah, I'll buy it and it looks good, but then it will look so good. I don't want to use it. So, well, uh, it looks nice in the shop. I'll pat it on the head and then walk away and not buy it, right? I can I can do that. I can resist. Not the case in that part of the world. Whew. So I bought this little vocab notebook because it has Goody Tamar on the front, who, if you don't know, he's a lazy egg and he's adorable and just... Google him, right? Do you know Gudetama, Kirsten? Oh, you showed me a picture earlier and it kind of looked like a butt. Yeah, that's that's his little lazy egg butt. That picture I showed you is when he's standing up to spell out the word orange. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So he doesn't stand up very often because he's a lazy egg. Oh, so I see. he kind of like sits on the plate. It's like a little series of clips online. I like we have him. To, we have to add one in the show notes because they're just too cute. Um, and there's also a cafe in, I think in Osaka where we went. There's a Gudetama cafe which was just the cutest meal you'll ever eat in your life. Um, but anyway, because he's on this little notebook and I'd seen a few of these around and then I saw him with Gudetama and I thought, okay, maybe this is a sign I should get this notebook. And what it is, is it's very, very small, very compact. You could easily keep it in your bag. And there's a like a front page to the notebook, but then there's also like an extra flap of the, oh, uh, that okay. comes around from the back. And it's really so little, isn't it? Really, really little, yeah. And so you fold back the, the like title, the cover page, right? And then you've got this flap that covers up half of the main page and it's all kind of neatly laid out. So you've got five different um, space, space to learn five words per page. And then you've got little boxes to tick off three times. Like, did I know it today? Yes, tick, 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 oh, tick. Oh, that's so great. So you can cover up one half. So I've yeah. got like the Bulgarian on one side covering up the English with my little flap. So I'm like, zdrave, hello, blagodaria, thank you, molia, please, da, ne, so yes, no. And then I check, yes, I'm correct. And I tick the little box and I move on to the next page. It's so good. And it really helped me with Bulgarian because it's so easy to have vocab digital as we've just clearly expressed, right? With mm-hmm. two of those tools, with the Chrome extensions. And to actually go back to basics in a sense and go paper it was really nice to just have something that wasn't like a kind of typical notebook that felt like a kind of fun way to learn. So I really enjoyed using that for um, for Bulgarian and that's why I wanted to share. But I found it really hard to find them online. So I'm going to have another look around um, and see if we can get a better link for the show notes. Yeah. Do you put one? I, f- I found you or you sent me a link to one. one that I put yeah. in the show notes that is called, it had a funky name. Hang on, let me have a look. It's got a cool name. Uh, Gary Space, Gary Space Creative. Right. It does not have any X or butts on the front, but it's still very, it looks really, really cute. And what I like about them is that they're little, because we've previously had, yes. I had a similar thing, didn't I? Because the, the Claire Fontaine that I had yeah. a few, um, a few maybe in 2017, top tools, da 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 da, in the archive. And, uh, <laughs> What I do, like still, the way I learn my vocab, um, despite quiz clip and flip this and all that stuff, really ultimately what I do and what I've been doing in uh, with the Italki language challenge as well is every lesson I've been following it up for about half an hour and just um, going into my Skype and handwriting out the expressions yeah. that I actually want to learn. I, I can't, exactly I it. need to handwrite them. 
Yeah, I, I would have my Skype lessons in Bulgarian and I did what you just said, right? So I yeah. would write them down, like all the sentences and stuff, I'd write down in my main big notebook and like have them translated. And then I would like dissect all the words from yeah. all of that and have the words and like the shorter sentences and phrases like, exactly, toč notaka, toč notaka, like that. I know because I use this little vocab book to remember that. So, um, yeah. That's so cool. I it's, might get myself one of these. I don't want to get into a bad habit of ordering everything on, on Amazon. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, like I'll, I'll try and find you another link. Having it delivered, but it's definitely, I've never seen one that is so, that is so small. And I think that is quite handy to sort of have almost like handbag, handbag, well, um, woke up, right? You know, the answer is if they're not online, we just all have to go to Japan and Korea and <laughs> Just I was thinking like, oh, we're all going to go to Paper Chase. And I'm like, mm, that's where I spend a lot of time already, too much time. <laughs> um, but yes, that definitely. I I really, really like this. And anything that is um, paper-based vocab, for me, it's it's the way to learn vocab. So even though QuizClip puts things into, could put things into Anki, uh, I've, I don't think I've ever used Anki. Um, I have used Quizlet, but I just kind of, I use them for a bit and then I just forget about them. Yeah, I, I used Anki very briefly when I was working, um, when I was when I was working in a garlic bread factory and I was teaching English and I would go in before the lesson started and I'd had it on my little laptop because I didn't have access to the Wi-Fi mm. and like data was very expensive back in those days, back in 2012. And, um, and so I used Anki then on my little laptop but that's the only time like ever since then I've, I've tried and I've never quite been able to get back into it so this mm. this has worked really well I had a coaching session the other day and um, one of the parts of the conversation was like the the person was saying oh I don't know should I do Anki everybody seems to be doing Anki and I said to her I've never done never really done Anki like mm. ever um and they found that quite reassuring i think sometimes it's it's that social media thing again this is like like we see like some people go, right. you know um make such beautiful handwritten languages right it, yeah yeah exactly yeah. um but i think sometimes it tells us a story about what's what's out there or what you know like what you gotta do and mm. sometimes it's just you you know you you kind of know you kind of know inside of yourself what what you've got to do or i i'm always i'm always trying to i'm always trying to encourage sort of this this feeling of like you kind of know if it works for you if it doesn't and i've obviously spoken i've you know i remember you did my like swears by anki loves anki does it to I relax feel, i feel like you're about to burst into like a disney song right now so i feel like we should move on <laughs> Yes. Do what's in your heart. <laughs> it's I. I mean, I don't. I don't know any disco, dis, disco songs, Disney songs. It's a circle wow. of life. Get out of town. Only, only Lion King, really. Do you want to oh, hear my okay. third, third recommendation? I suppose. <laughs> okay. I, I, third... I do because I'm I'm disappointed right now. So yeah, tell me. <laughs> Damn you, elder millennials. <laughs> So, so my my recommendation number three is called Lingo Log, and this is a recommendation that I still had in my notes from the spring summer edition. I didn't quite make the spring summer edition, but it's here now because I still think it's cool. And Lingo Log is again, it's fairly simple. It's sort of like a notepad on the internet with a calendar, where every time you write it keeps your your streak so you can you basically you can write something in your target language 
in this app called Lingolog and every time it gives you prompts as well. So it'll have something like, oh. you know, like, what do you think is the, you know, well, I don't know, who would win in a fight? Uh, Goritama or Pocahontas? Or I don't know. It probably won't ask that. But, you know, it has... Goritama or Pocahontas. <laughs> so it's got all these, uh, it's got all these um, prompts. Oh, here, here is one an example prompt actually from the website. It says, how will writing every day help you learn a new language? And then you, you your task essentially is to answer that in your target language. And it's got like a very nice, simple sort of editor and there's hundreds of these writing prompts and then what it does it's it just keeps you it's got a calendar built in where uh -huh. if you're a streak building kind of person you can build your streak with it and then if you want you can share what you are writing with for example your tutor and then they can go in and they can highlight and correct what it is that you are writing so you can actually get corrections on your own writing as well um From there are your own tutor from from your own tutor so you get okay. a sharing link it's there's no there's no oh. like community aspect really um it's just you give your teacher access to your writing so okay, i think i cool. think it's really cool it's a simple interface it's it's all still it's, it's quite simple but that's what it is it's lingo log so simple you know I, but i always i always like tools that are simple and just kind of do one thing and seem to do it well question mm -hmm. instantly i'm thinking because i love writing with hand, like kind of like we we're just talking about with the vocab stuff, right? I like writing by hand. It's a nice kind of exercise for me. Yeah. When you're doing this and it's digital, how does that work in terms of like little E's with hats on and little C's with sedillas and all of that? Um, I can't tell you exactly how because I think it's just a normal text editor. So okay. the way so I know like because I'm on a or anything like that. Mm, I don't think there is a spell check because I don't okay. think you can tell it. That was one of my improvers for it is that let me specify my target language so that I can actually get a dictionary access. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't do that. But I think there is actually an advantage to that because, for example, in language like French or if you're thinking Chinese, if you were to write pinyin, you've got to know which way your accents go. Yeah. You have yeah. to just know, right? So yes, it can correct you as you are writing, but actually there's a there's an advantage to making the mistake and it letting you make the mistake. So I'm letting it get away with that. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. But in terms of typing, ease of typing, I'm thinking again with with Chinese, it's like the first time I've learned a language a writing system that is this different. I've learned Cyrillic in the past, but this is like a very different writing system. So to the extent where if I if I handwrite Chinese, it takes me a million years. But if I type it, because of the way the the typing words where it works, where you just you kind of you type the sound and then you select from a list. Um, because of the way the typing works, it's actually easier for me to type Chinese than it is to handwrite, which is not the case, for example, with Welsh. Okay, yeah, I I kind of know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Yeah. Glad, glad that somehow made sense. So mm. if I'm switching my system language or my typing language into my keyboard language in on the Mac that I'm using into Chinese, it's it's easier. And I had to sort of teach myself how to type in um, in Chinese characters. But now that I'm doing it, I think it's it's actually quite handy. So again, it's it's just a way of getting your writing practice in. And the advantage that it has over handwriting is that it lets you keep a streak. But again, it's it's sort of for mm -hmm. for the kind of tribe that wants to type the type tribe, tri tri the tribe. type tribe, <laughs> tribe? Hashtag no. type tribe. <laughs> hashtag type tribe. That would be that would be <laughs> good. Like, let us know. You know, listeners, are you the hashtag pen tribe or hashtag type tribe? That'd be. <laughs> 
<laughs> It'd be really interesting to know and see how that breaks down. I might put a poll on on Instagram and on Facebook and just ask if people prefer to type or handwrite the vocab and the writing practice in a foreign language. Mm. I also think this is great if you're training for any kind of exam where you have to produce written yes. text and you do want to share it with your tutor. So that is it, Lingo yeah. Log. Lingo Log. Lingo Log. Big bo. I like the name. <laughs> All right, my final one. Go for it. Kerstin. Afar. Cebuano. Uh, yeah. Fula. Kanuri. Huh? Marathi. What do all of these languages have in common? Uh, um, f- 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 I want to say Filipino, but that's not true. You've just read them out. I've just read them out yeah. at random yeah. from a list oh. of all of the languages that you can learn on masteranylanguage.com. What? And the app. Master Any Language. Master Any Language. I'd never heard of this. Wow. I was putting together a blog post that does exist now um, that's out there in the world um, of all the indigenous and endangered language apps that you'll ever need. Wow. And this is one that came up a lot as I was kind of doing my research and when I looked at it all I was like wow okay yeah it's going on going on the post and I'm very excited by it it's very kind of old school looking it's very 90s looking um but it gives you for free if I just press there Basque it's going to take me there I've got some games I've got some tests I've got some resources and I've got some real basic topics to uh to learn for Basque foods play games I'm going to learn some Basque right now. Press to start. Oh, Tick. so cool. And so it's kind of, you know, it's very simple. It's not fancy. It's not like, whoosh, look at me, I'm draps. Or like, <laughs> yeah, I'm Duolingo and I have an owl. It's none of that. No bells, no whistles. Nice and simple with a ridiculous range of languages. So if you're kind of feeling curious and you're like, oh, I really want to learn Aymara, but where? How do I find the resources? Boom, master any language. Oh, that is wonderful. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the Ebo um, entry. And it uh-huh. sort of talks about, you know, like, uh, if you want the Nigerian version, click here. And if you want a different kind of version, click here. And um, it's got a lot of Bible resources as well, which makes a lot of sense for that part of the world. Yeah. Korean sign language. What? Yeah. Oh. I've just learned the Basque word for cake. What is the Basque word for cake? Kind of disappointing. Pastella. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, no. We can can work with that. We can work with that. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. This is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I quite like it. Oh yeah, cool, cool little, cool little website, and what a cool place! If you're, and especially, I think if you're there's a dabbler, a, a little bit of a dabbler, and you want to practice something completely new, and you kind of want to play around. So it's not just a website. There's an app as well. The app is kind of just a visual of the website, but it's just that little bit more convenient as well, which is nice. This is really cool. Okay, I'm looking at the Chinese entry and it's sort of saying like, Chinese, where? Where can you learn Chinese? Or where, where is Chinese spoken? And it says like, Brunei? Reunion? <laughs> what? Yeah. That's fascinating. And it's got all these different countries and then you can click through to different countries. So if I click through to New Caledonia, what happens? Oh, okay. So it's a rabbit hole. It's a, it's a new rabbit hole. Listeners, if you haven't, if you haven't got a rabbit hole yet... Oh, how wonderful. 
Oh, how cool. Oh, geography games. So it really, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is great. This is great. I love it. Master any language. Yay. Thank you so much for sharing this. It's got some good stuff. It's got some good stuff this time. I think we've got a great set of top tools already. I have two honorary mentions as well. I just want, wanted to bring out two, okay. um, two reasons why they didn't really make my suggestions, but I did want to mention them to listeners. Number one, this is sort of a polyglot community classic that I have never tried because I don't watch Netflix in browser. I never watch Netflix in browser. But language learning with Netflix, that's a really good one. And as I was, because I know you have a blog article all about Netflix that goes very in depth. Mm. When I looked at that, you've got several Chrome extensions. So it didn't really make my list because I don't personally learn in that style or watch um, target language stuff in that style. And the other reason was that like, well, Lindsay knows more than this already. So instead, listeners, um, in the show notes, you'll find Lindsay's Netflix article. Cool. Yeah. I've, I'm like you, I tend to watch Netflix, like on a tablet, walking around doing stuff, you know, um, but not so much on a computer, but yeah, I have used this when I was testing for that post and it's pretty good. It's pretty powerful. And the and other I thing heard I have about this recently as well on the language Ooh. chats podcast. Yes. There's, they have a whole episode about it. So maybe I should also put the language yeah. chats episode because Beck and Penny from Language Chats were talking about it. Good call, Lindsay. So I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. Language Chats, um, another language learning podcast. If you enjoy the Fluent Show, head over to Language Chats. You'll enjoy that too. Last one is an app called Lupa. Lupa, I think it's called. And okay. it is an app that was recommended to me. Again, our Patreon chat. That was a rich, a rich little live chat that we had. Um, Patreon chat with um where listener andrew gave us this tip that there is a new app called looper which essentially is the learning variant of the radio show or the podcast radio ambulante so if you're a spanish oh. learner and you like radio ambulante then you can get this app and the app will give you transcripts. It works on android and an iphone it is a premium app so you got to pay for it but if you like audio with transcripts and you want good quality audio with transcripts and you're already a fan of Radio Ambulante, which I know many, many people are, you can, and you can get the transcripts and things, bits are blacked out and, you know, so that you can, you guess the words and lots of, you know, there's lots of learning variants and stuff like that. Um, and you get access to, you know, basically NPR quality audio in, in Spanish. So um, it didn't make my list because it's Spanish only. And I'm not a Spanish learner, but it's it came very highly recommended, and it's called Lupa L U P A. Ooh, how cool! Yeah, it's a super cool app. It looks, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm jealous. <laughs> you know how cool how cool this looks for audio. But really, if you're a Spanish learner, do check this out because it's it's not your average sort of language learning app. It's it's just something, it's it's something a little bit more than that. And I think it's really cool. It makes a lot of sense to to do this with Radio Ambulante and with Spanish. Nice. Mm -hmm. So shall we get together and do our top three out of the six different recommendations? So I'm going to run through them again. They were, my three recommendations were FlipWord, the Chrome extension that replaces words in the language that you're browsing with words in your target language. Quizclip, which is the Chrome extension where you can look up words in your target language and it'll add them to a vocab list that you can export to Anki or Quizclip or Quizlet. 
and Lingo Log, which is um, a writing app where you can keep your log of writing and you can sort of build your streak and also share your writing with your tutor or with friends who can correct it then for you. And Lindsay's three suggestions were, number one, the Indo-European Cognate Dictionary, which is where you can look up any word stem and find out how it has made it into millions of languages in the different versions. Is that a correct description? Almost. 32 languages. 32 languages. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So yeah, (laughs) Indo-European. 32. Oh, it it just sounds, yes, nerd, absolute nerd heaven. Secondly, the Guritama or whatever is available vocab notebook. So we've put something little, um, we've put something little in the show notes there as well. And we'll have a look and Lindsay's will have a look to see what, what else you can find. Um, which has got a flap where you can cover up one side and it's also prompting you to go through your vocab at least three times to check if you still know it, you still know it, you still know it. And then there was Master Any Language, which is a website that gives you access to sort of basic course training materials hmm? Hmm. in a very large range of languages, particularly rare and minority ones that you wouldn't find otherwise. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any any standouts for you? I think I've got two, 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 three, and I like all of yours. I really like all of yours. <laughs> I'm always, I'm, I, I really love stationery. I'm one of those people who really, really love stationery. So, um, the vocab notebook is, is always high up there for me. The dictionary mm. sounds like absolute heaven, perhaps ever so slightly impractical, but at the same time, it's just it's just the kind of thing that if you're a language person, this is the thing that you want in your life and house. Mm. Mm, and I I really like Flipword. I've been using this for for quite a long time. So Flipword is it makes it into my top three. I think those those three are my top three probably. I can't. I, I would couldn't be very say... tempted to agree with you. To okay. Be yeah, yeah. I'm I'm intrigued to try Flipword. Um, the dictionary is definitely something that I can see myself like constantly using and dipping into for years to come mm-hmm. and the vocab notebook is something that i am determined to bring to the uk <laughs> to like find more places to buy um oh they're in, <laughs> without vocab having notebooks to go to asia are such a gap in the uk like having yeah. come from germany where it's just a you know a staple yeah. um, i've never seen anything as little and cute as, as what you brought back from uh, korea but, you know, vocab notebooks just, they got to... All right, so let's... I think I would rank the vocab notebook highest because it's most practical. Not maybe, not maybe mm. like the most innovative, but the most practical. Mm. Um, and then between the dictionary and Flipword, I... Hmm, I'm struggling. F- I think Flipword would go second for me because because I'm using it quite frequently. And it's it really... Um, it, it really kind of inserts itself in a way that is is not completely infuriating, but it is helpful. Yeah. Um, and, and I really love the dictionary. So that, that's got to be top three. That's the kind of yes. thing that you invest in and you just have it for like rest of your life. I am happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very close. It's very, I think we've got three amazing, three amazing um, recommendations there. And there's really not much between them. So it's like number one, number 1.1 and number (laughs) (laughs) 1.2. 
Um, so that's that's where we're gonna that's where we're gonna leave it, listeners. Um, the vocab notebook once again makes it to number one. They're just they are just the best things, really. They're so cool, uh, and, and particularly this time, a little one with little flaps where you can use them to cover up the vocab. Those are our specifics, <laughs> ideally with an egg <laughs> butt on the front. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Flipword Chrome extension and the Indo-European Cognate Dictionary. Let us nice. know what you think. You know, we've got we're going to be on Twitter. On Twitter, Lindsay is at LD Languages, and I am at the Fluent Show. In fact, so very very easy to find. And we're also both on Instagram. You can tag us. It's easy to find. Lindsay does languages. Kirsten underscore fluent medium easy to find and uh you can also use the hashtag the fluent show i would absolutely love to see what you are using for your top tools and whether you have tried and tested and applied any of these and if you have this dictionary oh my god send a picture of yourself with the dictionary yeah definitely definitely uh lindsay it'd be great as well on on instagram if you share a few pictures of what you got Yes, yes, I will happily do that. Yes, I should really make an account for the Fluent Show. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also gonna, I'm also gonna upload these to Patreon. I'll just make it a public post so you can see some more pictures, see our show notes. It's gonna be a blog article. You're gonna know, no matter where you are. Top Tools 2019 is coming to you, and I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, Lindsay, is there anything else that you would like to mention that we need to mention? I think. That, that is everything. I think that that is everything as well. And just wanted to mention as well, this show is coming out on the 25th of November. So this week we are opening up Teach and Thrive and we are opening up the language learning. Well, shall we, shall we name the baby, name the child? Named a named project, it, do it, do it. <laughs> the Language League. We're calling Ooh. it, which is, but um, both of them are online communities for people who want to know a little bit more either about language teaching and the the business of teaching a language online. That is called Teach and Thrive. If the name didn't give it away already, and people who want to learn languages and learn more about how languages are learnt, not just in you know sort of top technology or something like that but really going a little bit deeper and telling you more about what happens in the mind what happens in learning psychology what happens in yeah in learner technology and also you get to practice because we've got speakeasies right which are not yeah. hidden bars it's not la bonne nuit mm. it's not riverdale um instead speakeasy sessions are a chance every week for you to practice the language that you're learning so you hop on to the call and you say hey i want to practice french today and we go okay what about you i want to practice french too and people that want to practice the language and people that want to practice the same language then get put into a little breakout room so there's like a separate space for each language that people want to practice during that session so they're the speakeasy sessions language league is language study club reborn essentially so we've just given it a new name new style new presenter i've joined and kirsten has joined us <laughs> so it's me and shannon and kirsten for 2020 so exciting um, so when you join during black friday you can join you can pay for um the year or you can join on a monthly but you get december for free 
and so the same with like Teach and Thrive. So out. got something yes. for the teachers, got something for the learners. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving if you are in America and you're doing that kind of thing. And all these offers, just to keep it easy, I'm going to put it in the show notes as well. Of course, you know, show notes. And they're going to be at fluent.show slash 160. That is the single website address that you need to know. And you're going to find everything there, links to all of our different recommendation links to Lindsay's Netflix article. That's what it's called. Lindsay's Netflix article <laughs> and links to all of those programs that are only open for the week. So you got to act quickly before, you know, before they all disappear into the ether. And we would love to see you in any of those programs. So lots of opportunities to join us. And with that, it is goodbye from me, and it is goodbye from Lindsay Williams. Lindsay, wow. Wow. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Fluent Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting the show by leaving a review in your podcast app or even becoming a member of our Patreon community where our support perks include a secret feed full of added show notes and a VIP option where you can get priority answers to your listener questions on the podcast. Don't forget that you can send us your language questions and feedback to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk or find us on Twitter at The Fluent Show or Instagram hashtag The Fluent Show. We're always so excited to hear from you and read every message and review. See you next week.